0: Great to be here, eh? As a mum. Great to be here as a mum. Cool. You know, um, yeah, I just thought, I always like to share something funny to start with. And uh, this last week, Paul loves to play Scrabble on the phone. And the words are getting smaller. Paul turns half a century this year. He turns 50. And what comes with age is your eyesight starts to get failing. It starts to not work. And he... He was saying, oh, he says, I'm going to have to go back to the $2 shop and get some, new, some glasses, that magnifying glasses. And I said, don't worry about your failing eyesight, darling. It's nature's way of coping with the shock as you walk past the mirror. It's all good. So. Okay, women of influence. You know, our series this month is, the month of May, is Make a Difference. And um, I, I don't know, for those people who, who do know me, I'm a very ordered person. I have my house ordered, my home life ordered, everything. I just have to have it ordered, even, yeah, I try and order my husband too, but that doesn't always work. But I am, um, that's naturally what I'm like. And so this week, Paul said, you're sharing on Mother's Day, and I was going to God, okay, Lord, I need a message, I need a message, you know, and I kept hitting a brick wall. And I'm like, do you really want me to share? right up, and I'm thinking, Lord, and I was getting frustrated, really frustrated, and anyway, last night, I still didn't fit, have anything, really, and at half five this morning, and, but God said to me, just chill, just chill, just rest and trust me, so this morning, I got up for the toilet, half five, God said, it's time. And I went, yeah, time for the toilet. I know. And he went, no, this is your time. I want you to preach on this is your time. <laughs> so mothers, I'm going to tell you this is your time. And not just for moms. This message is for everybody. But this is your time to make a difference. And you know, there was a woman in the Bible, and her name was Esther. And I'm going to share on a little bit of the life of Esther. I'll run through the story about her because there's um, things happened in the book of Esther. And um, you know, when God is going to do something wonderful, he begins with a difficulty. And if it is going to be something very wonderful, he begins with an impossibility. In the story of Esther, I'm going to tell you that it's like something out of a novel. And if you don't know the story of Esther, I recommend you go home and read it, because it is an amazing story. And in the story of Esther, it's like there is drama, there is romance, there's a king, and there is a villain. And it is actually a true story that happened. And she was a woman who stepped out her comfort zone and did the impossible, and she was a woman of influence who made a difference. And so this is kind of roughly what it's about. So the the book of Esther tells us the story of Esther. She was actually an orphan Jewish girl and she was living in the kingdom of Persia because she was in the foreign land that had been taken over there and she was living there. And she lived with her uncle because she had no parents. And it so happens that the king of Persia was looking for a queen. And I, I know that I'm not going to go into all the details of why, but he was looking for a new queen. And so what they did was all these people went out through the land and they spied these women and they brought them into the, to this place where these women, and Esther was chosen to go in, were pampered. Sounds amazing. Sounds really Amazing. And they were oiled. This went on for months and months where they were oiled, they had spas, they had spices, and they had perfumes. And then they were to go before the king, and he was to choose his new bride, his new queen. So um, she was having all these treatments, but what she didn't know was that while she's sitting there in luxury and loving all this, Further down the track, Mr. Villain was going to rise up here. You see, she didn't know that God had called her to make a difference. And you know, we don't see the big picture. We don't see everything in the future. God sees the whole jigsaw puzzle when you only see one piece. And she had no idea that she was called for a purpose. And you mums and everybody here is called to make a difference you know, Mr. Evil was going to rise up in the book of Esther and he wanted to destroy families because what he didn't know was that Esther was a Jew and she was finally chosen by the king to be his wife. But Esther as a Jew, Mr. Evil, this is Haman, hated Jews with a vengeance. He just hated them so much. He had a plan that Esther never knew about that he was going to kill all the families. And, you know, that reminds me of someone else. The devil wants to destroy families. He wants to separate, to break apart. And, you know, it's just like the devil hates women. One of the reasons is because right back in the beginning, God made family. God has a purpose for family on this planet to make a difference. Together, together, together is what God means for family. And the serpent comes in, which is the devil, and he brings in sin and everything like this. And so God pronounced over the serpent, he said that the woman would be hostile with the devil. So the devil is particularly against women because what do women do? They birth family. They birth and bring in generations. God is a God that is for family. He is for generations, and you know that Jesus is the one who came to make a difference. He died on the cross to be your savior, to be your Lord, for you to make a difference. And so the curse has been broken. So you women do not need to live and worry or fear a stress because He came to make a difference. And because Jesus made the difference, we can make the difference. And you know, um, so the king chooses a new queen. And then Haman comes and he manages to convince the king that the Jews are bad. It's amazing how evil will get its way for a while, for a while, not always. And he convinces him, and this decree is put out, we're going to kill all the families on a certain day, and so Haman, uh, sorry Mordecai, Esther's uncle, hears about this, and he tries to get into the palace to tell Esther, "You've got to do something." Now, Esther had not been before the king for 30 days. It says now, in the, in this under the Persian law, if a male or a female went in unannounced into where the king was sitting with all his advisors, he could say, get out of here, chop her head off. That was law. Law brings death, doesn't it? But we're about life here at Excite. And so he, Mordecai says to Esther, you have to go before the king and you have to save your people. Now, what a freaky thing for this young Jewish woman to have to do. Scary? So she says go away and fast. And fasting involves prayer. And I tell you what, there would have been much prayer. I tell you, I want to thank mums and grandmothers for praying for families and fathers, but particularly grandmothers. I am here today because of praying mothers and grandmothers. And that nation of the, the Jewish na- uh, people would have prayed for their people, for their family. So... um, But not only did the king of Persia get Esther with good looks, she was a smart woman. Do you know why a computer is smart? Because it listens to the motherboard. Yeah. And you know, Esther was a smart woman. She was very smart. Because as I started to read this story, I noticed something really interesting the king of Persia loved to have banquets and feasts. And when you start reading the story, it opens with partying and feasts and food. And Esther thinks, I've got it. If I go in unannounced before the king, he could say it off with a head. Even though it was queen, because that was law. And the king had to abide by what he'd signed and what he decreed as well. He had to abide by it because they couldn't overturn laws in those days unless they reinstated another one that did away with it. But she comes in, and she's smart. Have you ever heard of the saying, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach? Got it. It is. Men love food. If I... My husband loves food. It is, eh, Andrew? Everybody loves good food. So Esther comes to the king, and he sees a standing down there, and he says, approach me, Queen Esther, because he thinks, wow, she's beautiful. So she approaches her, no head off at this stage, and she says this, I want to invite you to a feast. And he thinks, yeah, baby, I'm in for food. I love this. That's right at my, that's, I love food. And you know, it really does work. I can tell you, it really does work. Because... If I want something from Paul, guess what I do? <laughs> I take him out for dinner and he really loves steak. Oh, he uh, just loves steak. So I say they have a nice nice steak at this restaurant, Paul, come out with me for dinner. So he sits down, he gets his steak, and then I say I hit him with it. I say I went shopping last week, darling. And uh, I spent <clears throat> a few hundred dollars, maybe eight hundred dollars. <gasps> you know what, darling? That's all good. This is so nice. I love spending time with you. You can have up to half my kingdom. Because kings would do that if they were pleased with the women in those days they'd say, you can have up to half my kingdom. And I say, really? Well, now that you see it, Paul, I've just booked a big family trip to Scotland. Yeah. And I say, do you know, Paul, they do really nice creme brulee, and it's his favourite, at this restaurant. So he gets the creme brulee, and I say, and something else, Paul, on the way to Scotland, I've booked in at Singapore. So we're going to live lads, at a hotel in Singapore. And he's going, oh! Have a cream bollie, Paul. It's really nice. Oh, I love you, Ruth. You're just so awesome. So I can tell you that the way to a man's heart is definitely through his stomach. And Queen Esther got this. So she didn't rush in. She could have went in there with bl- guns blazing. Why are you going to kill my people? Do this, you know, like women can do. Yes, women can. You know, and let them hit them with it. But she said, food. So she gives him a banquet. So he comes to the banquet and he says, "This is so nice. You're amazing, darling, Esther. I've so enjoyed this. You can have anything up to half my kingdom." That's the first. That's that's what he says after the first feast banquet. She says, "Well, you know what? I want to invite you to another banquet." Notice she doesn't rush in there and starts seeing what she wants and this is serious this is a crisis when someone is life or death is in the balance here she does not rush in she just calmly invites him to another banquet you know as mothers sometimes we can rush in and we can and do stuff and you know we all do it men included and we think why did i just rush in and do it And why was i in such a hurry god has his timing God has his timing. And so she invites him to another banquet. So that's amazing. So she has strength. And it says in Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And I just want to read this from the book of Esther because this is the important one, and it's in Esther chapter 4. And this is what Mordecai, her uncle, who was a wise uncle, who was Jewish, had said to her, he, he, he went to Esther and he said, Do not think because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And then he says an amazing statement that I hear a lot repeated. And he says, and who knows that you were born for such a time as this? Do you know that you have been born for such a time as this? This is your time now. Paul said last week, tomorrow never comes. This is your time now. And as a mother, God has such great things to save your family. You can pray for your family. You can fast for your family if you want to. God has great things for you as a mother. And she was put in a position, Easter, and it was a scary position to be in in those days. She thought she could never rise up to the challenge, but she rose up, and it was amazing, the outcome of the story. And and I want to tell you, Paul um, used to be on the school board in Kirikiri. And they were, not in Kirikiri as well, you were in Kaikori, but he was on a school board in Kirikiri. And there was another guy and another woman as well. And I think there was somebody else. But there was four of them. And they were needing a principal. And they didn't know what to do about it. And they were all having a meeting. Now, Paul's a beekeeper. There was an American guy who was a truck driver. And he'd been a truck driver for, probably for about 30 years. It was a long time. They're all sitting there. And as they were thinking about it and talking about where shall we go for a, a, a new principal... The truck driver says, hold the phone, I need to do a pit stop. So he goes away, goes to the toilet. When he comes back, Paul. this is true, this is a true story. Paul says, we find our principal. He says, great, who you recommend? Paul said, you. And he went, I'm a truck driver. I have never, ever, ever been a principal. And Paul says, I know, but we believe in you. You can do it. You can make a difference. And you know what? That truck driver became the principal of Kirikiri Christian School for acting principal for a whole year, and he did a good job. He went from driving big juggernaut trucks over in America to looking and caring for children and teachers at the Christian School here in Kirikiri. And I tell you what, you just need somebody to believe in you, and God believes in you today. He knows that you can make a difference, and you think, why can I make a difference? I can tell you why, because it says in the Bible, in Genesis, that you are made in God's image, and God makes a difference in this world, so can you. Totally amazing, eh? And so Esther was not only a woman who had strength, but she was a woman of influence, and she influenced by love. Do you know what the word and made big sacrifice? She had to sacrifice. Maybe I might die to go before the king and plead for my people. Do you know what sacrifice actually um, the Hebrew word for compassion, sorry, is because she had love and compassion for her people and family. It comes from the root word womb, where it means The picture, because Hebrew language is always in pictures, means birthing. I just thought that was so interesting. Esther loved her people so much, she was willing to make big sacrifices. And as mums, we make big sacrifices, don't we? We give out, give out, give out. And um, a a couple of weeks ago, we were driving back from Oakland, and because it's a long trip home, we often play a little game in the car. And so we had, Paula or somebody had decided, let's make a game that... Well, um, it'll be mum who's on the spot, and we'll all say something nice about mum, and we'll go around the car. Why do you love this person? So James started, and he said, I love mum because she's so sacrificial. And Evangeline, who's my eight-year-old, pipes up from the back and said, that's not very nice. Why is mum a sack of fish? (laughs) And I'm like, he doesn't say that. So she says, what's a sack of fish? And I had to say it's sacrificial, you know. It was a big word. And I said, Mom's not a sacrifice. She said something nice about me. <laughs> it was so funny. You, you just laugh. We never ever got the rest of the game. We laughed so much that we abandoned that game. It was so funny. Okay. So women, women of influence make a difference. They change the atmosphere around them. And what happened is Esther saved the day because the Jewish people... They weren't wiped out. And you know, what we speak out, we can change the future by our words, can't we? And I have shared this a long time ago, but I just know we can change the atmosphere around us. I was on a holiday in England a couple of years back, and we were driving down the motorway with Paul, and my my kids were in the car, and right in front of us there was a caravan getting towed by a car, and there was a truck in front of that. And the caravan decided, the driver of the caravan and and the car decided that he wanted to overtake the truck. So, and we were right behind him, and what he did was he just pulled out to go past the truck, because it was going too slow, but the driver had pulled out so quickly that what happened was the caravan started to sway. And it went back and forward. And I just, and I could see the woman and the man. The man was like, I could see it all. And this is in the space of 10 seconds. Like, they say your life flashes before your eyes. This was quick. And I'm looking, and the woman's passenger of the car with the guy, with the caravan, because like, she was like, there was an accident, a bad accident going to happen, because the truck driver could see it in his mirror, and the, the caravan is swinging to hit the track, and he pulled out, and there was cars over here. And this is on a motorway in England where you got thousands upon thousands of cars. And I'm looking, and the woman's got her hands up. She's terrified. And I'm looking at this, and all I'm thinking, there's going to be an accident. And I just, I just cried out to God. I just said, Father, stop the accident. And straightway it stopped, literally. The caravan stopped swinging. And you know what? I changed the atmosphere and that influenced that environment through what I spoke out. And I made a difference there. And that is what we can do to around us where we are. In our world, you can make a difference. And Ishtar and the people too cried out to God and they made a difference because the end of the story is that the Jewish people were saved. And you know what Esther means? Esther, the name means star. And what do stars do? They come out at night and they shine brightly, don't they? And I can tell you that you might think that we are living in a dark night and the world out there is a scary place. But you are stars here this morning. You can shine brightly wherever you are and you will make a difference to the world around you. And God has called us to make a difference. And even though this world might seem to be dark, do you know what? God is in control. Not ISIS, not dictators, not evil people, not evil Haman in this book of Easter. God is in control. He is the light of the world and the hope of the world through Jesus. And he has chosen you and me to be the light of that world. You can make a difference. And we're going to finish with love on the line. Thank you, team. And I might be able to close in prayer after that. Thanks. So if you want to stand, thank you.